Nick Lane is on a mission to tackle the lack of empowerment within marginalised groups, and he is busy. So far, he is part of the team who formed Everybody Cool Lives Here, in collaboration with Active, a service for youth with an intellectual impairment. And yes, they won six awards at the New Zealand Fringe Festival last year for Wake Up Tomorrow, and this year he's just completed Live the Dream, a nine-week youth accelerator program, and has walked out with Vivid Wellington, a street art platform aimed to empower local street artists. Nick, welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio. Thanks for having me. So Nick, how have you started on this mission? Because Everybody Cool Lives Here in itself is quite a unique project. How did you start with that? Uh, Everybody Cool Lives Here had started out of Rose Kirkup, my partner in crime. Um, She had been working with Active, which is a youth vocational service, and she really wanted to share her skills of performance and get our community engaged with them and really just introduce them to theatre as a platform for them to get their voice out there. So how long had you been performing? Because that's quite a unique undertaking. Um, It's not something a lot of people take up. Um, Well, we started working with them two years ago. Um, We had approached Shirley Kahui, who is doing her masters at Toy Fakati, right? Um, and part of that was doing a community project. And Rose had always dreamt about getting this off the ground, and um, we just approached Shirley, asked her if she had plans for that, and then just went from there. Um, and so we did a first show at the drama school, right? Which was right. part of her masters with um, Toy Fakati and Vic Uni. Um, and then from there, she went off um, and was doing secondments last year during the Fringe Festival. So we pulled on one of our original devices, Isabel McKinnon, right. um, to direct the show again. Um, and we had written or transcribed the whole show um, so we could pitch it to Circa Theatre. Um, and then we pitched it, Rose pitched it to them. Um, and that, I guess, was the start of the next step of having an amazing space that was a professional level theatre, one of Wellington's mm, best, mm. for these guys to have their voice out there. Um, and Circa had shown like lots of steps of, of being accessible, um, but we thought the really next step was to having um, people with intellectual disabilities on the stage. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, uh, one of the best things I've done in my life is, you know, through the show, you end up going to see these things. But also I have a special needs sister. So, you know, I really made sure we got along. And I was just flicking through the photos again last night. And it was an incredible show. So you guys walked away with six of the Fringe Awards for that. <laughs> Yeah, that was um, mind-blowing. I guess Rose, yeah. <laughs> from the, Rose from the kind of get-go had already decided that we were going to win the Fringe Festival. Right. So that was already in her <laughs> so mind. she was on a one Yeah, and um, it was just about yeah the, putting the, together the right support for the youth to kind of really step up for that challenge because right. it was yeah a giant leap going from a f- four-night show where they were kind of in the safety of their peers and family that coming to see it, and now we were taking it and putting it in a platform where anyone from the Wellington community can come and see it and, yeah, just see that they're capable of taking that stage and owning it for, like, 10 days solid to 220 people per night. Uh, Capable is an understatement because they really uh, took over those guys. It was quite an incredible thing to, to, to see and experience. Six awards tells it, I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, and definitely they just want to... Keep, we're at the process now that we have pitched to Circle again about doing a smaller show. So some of them are really hungry and really want to keep doing performance. Um, and so we just want to support those ones who are, are very committed and are hungry for it. And, yeah, just giving that, them more opportunities to get themselves that, out there. That's really great news. Nick. On that's that show, here. Nick, if we've missed it at the Fringe Festival, will there be another chance to catch it? Yeah, so the, that um, Wake Up Tomorrow was a development that we did last year as part of the Fringe Festival. Um, and then this August, we're coming, coming back to Circa with a new show called No Post on Sunday, um, which one of the actors, Nick Smith, who won Best Performer last year, actually came up with that title. So we still don't quite know what the show is because it's a devised piece, meaning that it's um, collectively written by everyone in the room. Um, and then so we'll do some workshops and devising around that over the next, from May, I think, until August, yeah. Wow, okay, I'm very, very excited to hear that, and um, I will be down there, and can we please get you guys on the show again before before that goes out? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, that'll be great. We've got a booking for August, we're all good. Fantastic. Um, so Nick, now we're going to get into Vivid, so how, where did this idea start to seed for you? Uh, for me, I always, or well, like a few years ago, we had done a performance as part of the Fringe Festival again at our house, um, and it was sitting outside the front one day and just realizing that I really wanted to make a street art kind of theater show. Wow. But <laughs> and that could potentially tour, and I, yeah, I guess it's about how we kind of engage c- different communities um, and get their voice out on stage, and I, I guess I really like that process of like art that's created in front of people so Mm. we're kind of excited about that but then um, Bruce Mahalski who is an art teacher at Inverlochy Art School where we're based he approached me and he's a um, he I guess he's a muralist um, and he has been wanting to make a street art festival within Wellington I guess we've got amazing works that are already here Um, and everyone there's a kind of trajectory that all cities seem to be kind of picking up on it Mm. Um, so he approached me and said I'm thinking about this thing would you be able to help Um, so it was more of like oh yep that is a great platform Um, because it's a platform where marginalized people are already kind of putting their names out there um, and one that is as long as we can kind of empower those people and keep developing their artistic practice um, I guess, yeah. And then, yeah, this time around we decided to really kind of support BGI. Um, right. The Wellington Boys and Girls Institute. Since, yes. Since the, um, like, it's always best to work with community groups that are already doing right, yep. the stuff. Um, and so since the Rugby World Cup, they had started a program called Can Control, which was about supporting young people who are tagging and kind of getting them into more meaningful kind of artistic expression. Yep, yep. So they, um, during the holidays, would go do kind of big, larger murals. Right, right. And then during the school term, every week would meet up, um, work with kind of emerging artists in Wellington and just get some mentorship around their practice. Um, so it was really partnering with Rod at BGI and just we really wanted to promote what they've been doing over the last few years. Um, they were funded by Ministry of Justice, um, right. but that funding's just finished. Right. Um, yeah, and they've just also did two of their um, young people who went through the program, Onyx Karate and um, Leon Ho Hepa, had just done this amazing new work um, responding to a Wellington-based story on the outside of their new building or refurbished building right. on McDonald Crescent. So, yeah, we really wanted to take 
the steps and just highlight that. And, and pull them into. So, so Boys and Girls Institute had already kind of started the ball rolling in a way, and now you've kind of turned it into a platform. So when you say a platform, the idea is that we're connecting with the artists or, or they've got a, you know, a, a place to, that they're housed, or how would you describe that? Well, yeah, I guess the platform is more at the moment of like there's amazing works that are up there and we're not, not necessarily connected as to who the people are that are making yes, them. So, yes, um, there's a lot of intrigue there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so everyone every day seems to be pulling out their phone whenever you walk through town and taking pictures of these kind of amazing works that are already up there. But it's I guess it's how we kind of celebrate those artists who have created mm. those, some who have just done it out of love um, generally in Wellington. Um and yeah, so it's starting through Live the Dream, I guess, looking at a process of how do we develop a minimum viable prototype of something that kind of gives a, most of that information, but still doesn't maybe look the best at the moment. So we've got vivid.org.nz, right. which kind of maps out a lot of what's in the CBD at the moment um, and pairs it with artists. And hopefully we're trying to fill in, a, I guess, some stories about how the works kind of came to be. Um, yeah. Nice. And yeah, and also, yeah, so over the Fringe Festival from the 15th to 21st, we did um, uh, a showcase, I guess, or not, it's three different works at three different sites. So we did one on Taranaki Street on the back of the Z there, um, just next to Pukiahu Park. So that was done by Tiway, who's an amazing um, young guy who's come out of Massey. That's great. Um, we brought over um, Flem, who's I, a UK-based artist. It's so exciting. Can you get kind of starstruck on, on street artists? Is that allowed? Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really wanted to build a platform where we were kind mm. of celebrating the talent that's already in Wellington. Um, yeah. Yep. So if you look at somewhere like Christchurch, they seem to be, they've got an amazing scene there, but they're importing a lot of their talent. Like, right, And right. it's an international artists that are doing that generally or people from Wellington are going to Tauranga and Taupo and it's so it's like how do we support the community yeah. that's already really strong here um, and how do we keep growing people to kind of feed out into the rest of the I guess street art circuit that is growing massively at the moment definitely and what's interesting about street artists is that I always um, think that there's that, that anonymity behind them that maybe they quite like hiding behind so how have they been about becoming you know being a bit more exposed because I would think that would be the hardest place to go really is to get them to, to be, be beside their work maybe yeah so definitely a lot of I guess realising some of them yeah, they're still operating in somewhat of a professional world and then somewhat of a uh, so guerrilla kind of, I'll just put it up. So I a lot of the time them. they don't really want their face to be seen. Yep. So I was standing, um, Flem was painting his work and someone asked if they could take a picture, which was, I guess, always good. And he said, no, not just not of my face. Um, and he was standing up the like cherry picker painting a mural of a face and I'm like well uh, they're going to be quite confused but don't take a picture of my <laughs> face but yeah so he, there's still somewhat of the anonymity that they want but yeah. um yeah it's how do you get that kind of nice level of so they can still just make those artworks that potentially they don't have permission for yeah yeah 
Yeah. Um, and the other interesting thing was, um, like, you have partnered with some amazing businesses. I mean, for Z Energy to say, yeah, sure, go ahead, tag the back of our wall. Um, you know, h- how have they been to work with? Because that's a big challenge in itself, getting getting the okay from the corporates. Yeah, so that, I guess, has been one of the kind of steps of where we wanted to take Vivid. Mm. For me, I don't know that much about sponsorship, so I kind of saw it as a great platform or great project to really learn how to do that Um, and that's been awesome working with Bruce who's pushing I guess for different people to get support so um, Hal Pizza and Havana chipped in like massively and paid towards the artists and partly the finding money to pay the artists is the hardest thing yes Um, yes and we all want it but who wants to pay for it (laughs) yeah and then you have i guess building that relationship with the owners of walls and kind of what they want in it and who rents their buildings and how that affects them and so yeah there is definitely some people wanted to know what we were putting up on the wall some people wanted like four different drawings um, and then so they could put it out on their social media and then kind of do like a flag referendum right. oh my God. <laughs> process of a mural which is not always the best way to find an artistic no. solution or um, or, but, a, or a street artist <laughs> to comply with that. Yeah definitely so we kind of it's all about starting that conversation and we think um, like it's just it's definitely about relationship building and making sure that the building owners are comfortable with what's going up um, and it's really just allowing them to dip their toes in, into that and, and kind of take away that scared kind of mentality of, I don't know what you're putting up. How is that? Yeah, yeah. What is that brand going to – what is that going to say to my brand? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think after we get that first kind of buy-in from that first piece, I'm hoping that, the, yeah, the conversation starts to roll about, yeah, what works can kind of come from then – and maybe the next ones don't have to have so many parameters around them. Right, or, right. Yeah. Yep. We, um, we learn to trust and allow the artist to, to work, work with their best intuition. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, I guess I'm excited about how, yeah, part of – we got some amazing funding from the council, and that was really cool. Right. Um, really, really great support from the yep, council. Fantastic. So Suzanne from the um, events team – Katie from the um, arts team and Moana from the graffiti control team all came together with Rod, Bruce and I and we yeah had a really great team to work with. Um, but yeah, there was that kind of, we're coming up to an election year, we don't really want anything kind of political going up. So there's, or like, you know, like where are those boundaries of what we can put up and what council mm. kind of funded and paid for? But also how do we kind of promote works that kind of engage and promote kind of political discussions within our New Zealand's capital where politics live? And do we have works that kind of talk to other ideas that potentially aren't out there? Mm, mm. We can't avoid it, can we? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) So, yeah, one of our main goals was to really push... um, because New Zealand's spending millions of dollars annually on graffiti control, um, and we've... We just are in Graffiti Free Week at the moment. Um, really? Yes, we started that yesterday, which is a Keep New Zealand Beautifuls kind of movement. Right. And, yeah, it's really what is beautiful and do grey walls, are they beautiful? I'm not sure that's a discussion mm, <laughs> definitely mm. people should have of what is clean, what's tidy. Um and yeah, is graffiti really a problem? And what you know, where is that boundary between tagging graffiti, street art, and are those lines blurred? Or yeah, yeah, d- 
could we be spending those millions of dollars on you know better things that tackle the solution in it or tackle the problem in a different way? Sounds like you're coming to the party with the the middle middle piece there, Nick. <laughs> well, I th- yeah, Boys and Girls Institute, yeah. I think, really have that solution of supporting young yeah, people yeah. kind of at that age where they really do need support and mm. positive reinforcement as opposed to just stop doing what you're doing, stop tagging our place, which is Ministry of, of Justice's yeah. um, campaign against graffiti. But yeah, it's just all about just how we kind of start to tolerate the different people in our community and what potentially art forms they like and how we accept you know, their values and culture. And celebrate our diversity. Again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, yeah, we really do want to kind of promote and develop New Zealand's own voice. Um, obviously, graffiti kind of pulls its things a lot from the US or yes. a lot of it is developed from there or has been brought over from there. So we really want to kind of develop what our identity is and talk about what our identity is as is in this kind of new massive street art movement that, yeah, is a worldwide yeah, art movement. Yeah. Taking art outside the galleries and putting it back into kind of public space. Nice. So are there some words that you would use, and it's interesting because comparing to music kind of comes to mind, but, you know, are there some words you might use to describe, describe have we got a, a running feel or a theme that tends to run through our, our street artists, or is that just pulling it to into a box. We were trying to, I guess, promote people this year, trying to work out what our voice is here in Wellington or what our voice is in New Zealand. And I think we're still, everyone's still kind of finding what that is, I think. Mm. Um, And I'm probably not the best person to work out what that is. Um, I'm sure someone else can speak to that. Um, But yeah, we, one of our walls, which I've missed before, Inverlochy Place, we had three young um, emerging Māori artists female just do some yeah. amazing stuff and um larissa had done some kind of street art before and we really wanted to i guess introduce that platform to Ricky brightwell who's an amazing amazing digital artist mm-hmm. um and then we've got billy um james uh, regan billy james jones who yeah did some other amazing work and yeah her line work is just amazing but it's really just that how do we keep positively reinforcing people on their skills and and yeah, I guess the next step for us is like, how do we take people to the next level? So there's some artists in Wellington that have um, site safe permits to go up right. and do the side of the buildings. But we really want to, I guess the next step for Vivid is how do we support more young people getting higher so these yeah. works can wow, the kind of stay a little yeah, bit yeah. longer. Um, yeah. I really love the kind of ephemeral nature of, you know, the works can only be there for a certain amount of time. And that's kind of great to accept. Um, But it's also, once you get higher, I guess the works can stay a little bit longer. Yep, yep, for sure. So just on a Wellington level, um, do you think, I mean, I'm not really travelling the world, but now that you've unpacked Vivid a little bit, how would you say the Wellington street art rates, or, or, you know, is is being explored compared to what's happening globally? Like, I think, yeah, I'm not the best person to talk Mm. about it, but, yeah, there has been an amazing kind of first wave of street artists that came through who was mostly the um, pirates, I think, or the, I forget what their other name is, and now there seems to be this new wave of, like, mostly illustrators who are kind of exploring street art as well, and it seems like there's this new younger crew that are kind of coming up following 
those guys who have kind of started it within Wellington. Um, And then there's, I guess, the likes of Curb and Specs from Newtown who have kind of been doing the more graffiti-based artworks um, in Newtown and that spill over into the CBD a little bit more. Um, So, yeah, on our website, we've tried to document who's kind of out there at the moment. So I think there's maybe like 40-odd artists that are on the website. I'm sure there are more. So we're keen to keep kind of profiling different people and getting as many that are out there so we can kind of tell our story of the sculptural movement that... Um, yeah, and we really don't want to shy away from, I guess, muralists as well because that there's this long tradition in Wellington and we still have like some works that mm. are, have been up since, I guess, like even the 80s that are still kind mm. of around that mm. are really strong. Um, and I don't think that we should kind of value like value them any differently from the street artists that are working at the moment because um, they're still doing the same thing, really. That's right. So, so just on the social enterprise, is that what you're calling yourself through, after coming through Live the Dream? Um, yeah, we're still kind of working out what we are, I guess. Right. The, um, Live the Dream was really great in terms of yeah. business development, which you don't normally get in the mm. art. So we really are trying to, I guess, work out how we are sustainable going forward because um, everybody cool at the moment is just us and a lot of the time it's just mostly done out of love. Right. Um, for making amazing you can't, stuff and you helping. Can't eat that all the time. No, we no, can't. Can we you? can't eat that. So yeah, live the dream was about how we, I guess, yeah, using kind of, um, the, just how we find kind of other support to keep us going. And social enterprises definitely with the theatre works. I guess right. we are making income through selling tickets and that kind of stuff. But it's also how do we make other programs. Um, and income revenue streams that can be come from that company and it works for some of the stuff but then yeah we also do need to step out into sponsorship and donations and all these other streams of income that help us stay afloat and keep going keep you keep you um every keep everybody cool living here (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) and so now we you're going to be running the vivid maps and tours during cuba duper is that right um we have a whole bunch of maps that we have kind of made and still want to get out there and just get keep building that awareness because we had quite a limited budget going into um vivid and the New Zealand Fringe Festival. So we really want to get people aware of the platform. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this is, was just the first year out, and we're, keep, like, keen to keep bringing it back. Um, so really just want to build that awareness to Vivid and that it's a platform. That, and we really want to just keep promoting that conversation, and I think this year we'll probably explore talking to a lot more property owners and just trying to start more and more conversations around where like where artists can go and how we facilitate them getting access to walls and support to to make their art um, because yeah I think we everyone wants more and more of it.